In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. Every couple knows they need to talk to each other, and every couple knows they could do it better. This is why I hope you'll grab a copy of With These Words by Rob Flood. By exploring the hows and whys of communication, this book gives readers five communication tools that work not only for marriage, but for every relationship. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Jared Wilson. Jared is Assistant Professor of Pastoral Ministry at Spurgeon College. He's also author in residence there at Midwestern Seminary. And he's Director of the Pastoral Training Center at Liberty Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. Jared has been in ministry for 25 years and somehow has written dozens of books, church resources, and Bible studies, including ones you may be familiar with called The Gospel-Driven Church, The Imperfect Disciple, and most recently, a fantastic eight-week Bible study on the book of Ruth. It's called Ruth, Redemption for the Broken. If you're looking for a Bible study to do with your women's ministry or any kind of ministry, this is a great one to check out. Jared and his wife, Becky, have been married for 23 years. They have two daughters, and I'm thrilled to have you back on the podcast. And I'm thrilled to be back on. Thank you, Champ. Absolutely. So I'm guessing we might go somewhere in Ruth today. Where are we going to (laughs) go? Well, let's go to the end, actually, because it gives a great light on the beginning. Ruth chapter 4, and I've selected verse 16, which simply reads, Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. All right. That's the verse. (laughs) That's the verse. Well, no one has chosen that one. So it makes me really curious, Jared, why did you pick this particular verse? How's the Lord use this in your life? Yeah, well, so I I picked the verse as nondescript as it may seem, (laughs) because it really is, I think, the climax to the story, which is a true story, a historical account of um, what we typically see as the the romance, maybe, uh, between Ruth and Boaz. Of course, the book is named for Ruth. But Naomi is her is Ruth's mother-in-law. And I love this verse. Then Naomi took the child, laid him on her lap, and became his nurse. Because it brings us in this kind of glorious full circle to the beginning of the story where Naomi is really, uh, in a sense, at the end of her rope. She has lost her husband. She has lost all her sons. She is destitute. She is returning to her homeland. She has nothing but her daughters-in-law to kind of uh, show for herself. And she refers to herself as bitterness. And basically she says, uh, you know, don't even call me Naomi, call me Mara, because, uh, which means bitter, because that's what I am. The Lord has made my life bitter. Hmm. And so by the time we get to chapter four, with everything that happens, you know, between that moment of bitterness and, and in a sense, hopelessness, what happens here in chapter four, verse 16, she has come full circle. She's holding her grandchild. She becomes the grandchild's nurse. And so you see, I, I just picture in my head, this woman who goes from bitterness to this great joy and happiness, and even the sense of famine that they're escaping from in the beginning, uh, the the you know the destitution, the poverty, now to this fat kid, uh, <laughs> you know, bouncing on her knee uh, with happy wealthy father in the background, happy uh, you know daughter-in-law, 
And really, the promise out of that, of course, is the line of Jesus. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself there, but hmm. I just, yeah, I just love I just love the moment. You know, you could see Ruth and 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 Boaz there. You know, their nuptials. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't get, really get a wedding scene, but you could see sort of the redemption there. Boaz becoming kinsman redeemer as the climax. I actually think chapter four, verse sixteen, is the climax of the story. So here's a picture of a uh, smiling grandma and sweet baby. And so that's great for her. Yeah. What does this verse have to do with us? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a reminder that no matter how hopeless or desperate a situation may look, um, you know, even if we can't see the end, we don't know what the Lord mm-hmm. is doing um, to sort of, uh, you know, make, uh, you know, good things, beautiful things out of, out of dry or, or dark things. Um, it's proof that he can and does. And in fact, even this little story, the whole story itself of Ruth is set against the backdrop of the book of mm-hmm. Judges. So it's taking place in the same time and, and all that sort of thing. And if you read the book of Judges, which I know you have, but you know, those who you know, pour through Judges, it's just very dark. There's a lot of bloodshed. There's perversion. Um, it's basically what happens when everyone does what is right in their own eyes. People are living godlessly, basically. And so you see the degradation mm. and the hopelessness that results from a godless life. And then here is this little love story that is set against the backdrop of that. And it's this beautiful little story. It's so mm-hmm. sweet and, and so real. And to have that contrast is great. And it, to me, it's just a reminder that no matter how bleak things look, the Lord is working things uh, for our good. He really is uh, telling a story that is not going to end. And, uh, you know, ultimately in our heartbreak, all of our heartbreaks are leading to moments of great joy. So you mentioned the Lord. Let's go there more specifically. What can we learn about what our God is like from this verse? Yeah, well, we can learn that he is a redeemer, that hmm. uh, he loves that he loves his children. In fact, the beginning of the of the Bible study, Ruth's redemption for the broken. Uh, in the beginning of it, I say this is a love story, but probably not the way you think. <laughs> so it. <laughs> It is a love story about Ruth and Boaz, certainly. It's also a love story, I think, between Naomi and Ruth. You have this mother-in-law who really cares mm-hmm. for her daughter-in-law, and, and Ruth who commits to Naomi. Wherever you go, I'm going to go. She makes a familial commitment yeah. um, that, is, that, that is born of a spiritual conversion. Your God is my God now, that sort of thing. So you see this really, you know, the affection that, uh, you know, belief in God has. But ultimately, the big picture we get of God is what a lover he is of his children, that he will not abandon them, that he's not going to forget them, that he's going to do whatever it takes to redeem them and bring them out on the back end of what might be a painful life or a difficult life. Uh, he's going to bring us out on the back end in, in a place of joy and flourishing that he really means uh, for all things to work together for the good of those who love him because he loves us so much. So, Jared, what's a great question that families can discuss about this verse when the podcast is over to think about it more fully? Yeah, so I think w- one thing that we could say is, um, that just as a way of diagnosis, what is it that might cause you to doubt God's love for you? What is it mm-hmm. in, your, in your life or situation or circumstances? What are you going through right now that, that tempts you to think God doesn't love you? And then what can we focus on? That we know right now, we don't know how everything's going to end up in our life. We don't know, uh, you know, we don't know what our picture is going to be, our real life picture is going to be, with a baby bouncing on our knee or, <laughs> or whatever. That may not be the picture, but what is it that we know God is going to do in the end that we can actually take great comfort in now? 
Um, and of course, the, the the answer to that, the guidance that we you know should give our children is that there is a new uh, earth coming. There is a new heavens, a new earth coming. There is a restoration uh, coming. Everything that is broken will be mended. Um, everything that is fallen will be risen. Um, and even the dead who are in Christ will rise and have new bodies. So um, I think trusting in the Lord's uh, redemptive purposes is, is where we want to guide our kids as, as they kind of navigate um, really the brokenness of the world. Our kids feel very keenly the brokenness of the world. They, they hear it. They, they see it every day. And so reminding them that, that the Lord's not going to throw this place away and he's certainly not going to throw them away. Um, I think Ruth is a good reminder of that. Well, Jared, thank you for pointing us to a portrait, a picture of the goodness of God in such human terms that we can connect with. Would you just close our time by praying this verse for our listeners? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I thank you and praise you that you are a redeemer, that, that, that like your servant Boaz, who does things uh, because you live, as, as God lives, he says, he makes these claims and promises. I, I thank you that you live, and I thank you that you do things for your own glory, which includes taking care of your children. And even though you lead us into some very difficult places, uh, we know that you're never far from us, that you, that you yourself are our shepherd, uh, that we, we won't lack for anything we need so long as we are trusting in you. And Father, so I, I, I pray in the spirit of Ruth chapter 4, verse 16, that you would give us the spirit of joy, even in the midst of our, um, our pain, that you would give us the spirit of hope, even in the, uh, the sense of our discouragement or desperation, and that you would give us a vision, not just of this child uh, on Naomi's lap, but of ourselves as your children snuggled up to you through union with your son, knowing uh, that we are united to him forever. Thank you for that picture. Help us uh, uh, to trust and exult in it. And it's in your son's name, the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.